Hey guys, welcome back to the Alfredo's Podcast, official podcast of digital and creative media works, where each week we take something from pop culture and try to break it down to better understand it. My name is David. My name is Ben. And we've got a little special treat for you this week. Um, because it's me! It's, today's my birthday, so what better yep. way to treat myself than to it's not it. run the show? Absolutely. So ben, it's Ben's uh, Ben's beast this week. It's my um, one. Well, a reverse <coughs> AFA pod, a, a, a pedoffer. A pedoffer? A Are we going with that? Well, what, what would you prefer? Wasn't it be like the the puff the puffer? Shit, you're right. I can't spell AFA so pod. I don't worry about it. Yeah, the puffer. The puffer. This week is the puffer. Um, this week's the puffer. Or I guess it could be like a po- uh, yeah. No, you're right. The thing's better. Um, yeah, because I'm not running it, but you know, it's a month of stuff we wanted to talk about that we enjoyed, yes. and it's my birthday, and what do I enjoy more than just fucking taking a week just, off? So just good old, just good old having a break. I'm gonna sit here like Lord Muck, and you're gonna yeah. take us away. So you're gonna be like, yeah, I'm I not, do agree with I'm that not, point. Oh wait, do I have to do jokes? Yeah, you do have to do. You have Ooh, to be funny this time. Not yeah, good with those. Yeah, um, I mean, I could just one man show this thing. I, I mean, can it's normally me doing all the work anyway. Knock, so. knock. Uh, who's there? No, I got nothing. All right. Um, yeah, what do you what no do you have for us this week then? What are we? Uh, with? so to this 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 week, man, you really need to like not let me do these. Well, episodes. you want me to do the intro? No, it's fine. This week, we're do you doing. Want me to do... oh, wait, okay. I can. I wait, can do no, it. this month. I can segue in if you want. You do want, you want me to segue do the segue? Yeah, okay. please do it, David. I'm I'll take over this ship for a minute. <laughs> um, uh, we this month we're talking about all things that we just thoroughly enjoy. Um, it's my birthday month. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So we figured like what better way to celebrate? Yeah, like exactly. My life and stuff that's good instead of torturing ourselves with trying to pick up right. things that are really complicated. Uh, we're going to overthink everything anyway. Yeah, of course. So we figured why not do stuff we like? Uh, so this week I figured why not talk about a game that you really love that I played a little bit of that we've talked about before. We've made videos about before, but I don't think we've, I don't think we've yet explored it in the kind of depth that it warrants given the success that it that that it doesn't have. I think it. I think it deserves much more credit and recognition than it has had because this week we're talking about the genius of Dragon's Dogma. Thank you, David. Couldn't have said it better myself. I'm gonna uh, cut out the pause for where I set it up, and it'll sound very right. It'll sound really good. Yeah. Cool. Or you just leave it in. I don't know. You're the one it. that edits these. I can make it longer. So, Dragon's Dogma is a action role-playing video game developed and published by Capcom for mm-hmm. the PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty in the year 2012 of our Lord Coney 2012. Um. Big thank you to and Jesus. And it had it had sub- subsequent releases on the PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch. Everything, God bless. <laughs> everything but it's your toaster. It's on everything. <laughs> everything but your toaster, like Skyrim. Um, it's not on cell phones yet, so one day. No, not yet, but it will be eventually, I imagine. Uh, so this game's a bit of a bit of a cult, bit of a cult classic, bit of a bit of a classic hit. Not a lot of people played it when it came out on the PS3. Not a lot of people or the it Xbox. Now. <laughs> um, it's got more of an audience now. Is when it? it yeah, when it came out on PC, that was a big splash. That's when I played it for the first time back in the year of our father, 2015. And that I was when say. It was, I didn't look it up. That was when it was the full expansions. Was Dark Arisen, wasn't it? Yeah. So that's Dragon Dogma, Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen, which is pretty much the only way you can get this game now. Is you're gonna have the full. It's a bit like trying to buy Dark Souls 1. It comes with all of it. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we'll get into why that's kind of a shit idea. But that's for, like, later in the episode. Um, should we get into the sum- the, the, the summary? Because it's a... Uh... Well, usually we do a quick roundtable of our experience with the thing. Sure. Okay. We don't have yeah, to. Normally we do. No, I mean, I mean, I, I, it's probably pretty clear what I think about yeah, this. Yeah, you seem to really enjoy it. I really like this um, game. I've, I've played the whole thing through once, but that's... A, like, I didn't spend a lot of time with it. I just kind of played it through to beat it. Did um, you play through all of it? I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I played through the story right. on the Xbox 360. Okay. Because, um, um, yeah. Yeah. This was, this was the game. I thought I'd played this game all the way through when I first played it. And then you had Turns it. out I was wrong. This was a game that I bought off a recommendation from a review that I watched on television by Good Game. 
Oh, that was the first time I ever saw. It was the first time. Was this like when Hex was on there? Yeah, first time I. It was. It was Hex, and it was the first time I'd ever seen Hex. That's old. Yeah. was so convincing I bought the game. <laughs> that's how good she is at reviews. So Jesus Christ. Shout outs to anyone that knows what we're talking about. Um, yeah, that's a, that's an oldie. Yeah, so I just thought this was a bit of a fun shout yeah. uh, callback. But yeah, I enjoyed it at the time. I didn't think anything of it, but I think since as we've discussed it over and over again, I kind of see some of its value, but I'm hoping that you can enlighten. There are, there are, there's definitely some value in here. Um, so we'll get into the summary. Uh, this is a bit of a long one. There's also a lot redacted. So if you've played this game before and you're pulling your hair out, out of, of, of over all the details I'm missing... Deal with it. This small is a, request. This is, a half, this is a half an hour show. Small, yeah, um, it's quite a long show. Small quest, don't at me. <laughs> the game opens with a prologue where the knight Savant is leading a quest against an apocalyptic dragon threatening the end of the world. As Savant approaches the dragon, the scene cuts to an undetermined amount of time later in the land of Grancis, where our protagonist is living a quiet life in the fishing town of Casadas. Suddenly, Casadas is attacked by a dragon. While trying to defend the town, our protagonist is downed by the dragon, who then steals their heart, as in the dragon steals our heart. You can choose the gender, it's hard to explain. Also, when you say heart, you mean literally, not like it oh, yeah, gets it your... Oh yeah, pulls it out and munches it. No, but I think not. people might think you mean like get it, they, it gets your affections, you know? No, he you rips your literally heart out with your claw and eats it. Um, yeah. This marks you as the Arisen, and a mortal human who is destined to slay the dragon. More on that later. As the Arisen, our protagonist is now able to command a race of subservient beings called pawns. This is as weird as it sounds. While investigating the pawns, the Arisen, as they are now called by everyone in the game, meets Mercedes, a captain from a neighboring army at a nearby encampment. The encampment is suddenly attacked by a Hydra, which the Arisen helps dispatch. Mercedes decides to take the Hydra's head as a token to the Duke of Grancis and asks the Arisen to join. Once in Grand Sorin, the capital of Grancis, ruled by the Duke Edmund Dragonsbane, more on that later, Love the, names. the Arisen is tasked with assisting the local worm hunt guild around Grand Sorin. While investigating some rumors around the city, the Arisen learns of a doomsday cult called the Salvation, who are trying to bring forth the end of the world through the summoning of the dragon that stole the Arisen's heart, called Grigori. As time passes, more and more monsters are being reported around Grancis, with the blame landing squarely on the Salvation. The Arisen infiltrates the Salvation's secret hideout and confronts the leader Elysian, who confesses to being behind the increase of monsters in an attempt to call forth the Dragon Grigori and the End Times. After the Arisen dispatches of Elysian goons, he begins to summon the dragon and thus the end of the world. Grigori appears from the skies, landing on Elysian and immediately killing him. Grigori tells the Arisen that they have become much stronger and challenges them to face him and stop the apocalypse before flying off. The Arisen treks to the dragon's lair, unknowingly following in the footsteps of the Knight Savant. When the Arisen faces Grigori, he offers them a choice, fight and kill him, or sacrifice their beloved, a character the Arisen has grown close to throughout the game, more on that later, to begin the, to become the new dragon's bane and replace the current Duke of Grand Sorin. Ooh. That's a spicy revelation. Yeah. The Arisen fights and kills Grigori, who returns the Arisen's heart and grants the world more time before the apocalypse. However, <laughs> in one final act, Grigori calls upon an endless night and opens up a bottomless chasm in the middle of Grand Sorin, destroying a large portion of the city. The Arisen returns to Grand Sorin to report to the Duke, who is now deathly ill as his, as his immortality granted to him by the dragon has been stripped away. 
The Duke attacks the Arisen, convinced that they took the dragon's bargain as he did, and has cursed him to steal the throne. The Arisen escapes persecution, but is cornered at the edge of the endless chasm in the middle of Grand Sauron, the Everfall. The Arisen falls into the Everfall, only to find out, as the name suggests, that the bottom of the pit opens up to the sky above the pit. Very convenient. The Everfall is filled with terrific monsters brought in by the dragon's final act, along with numerous lost pawns. By assisting one of these pawns, the Arisen is able to open up a portal to a higher plane of existence and meets with the Seneschal, a godlike being in the form of the Knight Savan who maintains the order in the world. <laughs> this Seneschal offers the Arisen another choice. Turn back now to a quiet life in Casadis, or kill them and become the new Seneschal. The Arisen fights and kills the Seneschal with God's Bane, a blade granted to the Arisen by the Seneschal as the only implement that can kill a god, thus taking their place on the throne and walking the world as the invisible, immortal Seneschal for all of eternity. The Arisen, being bored with eternal life as a god, eventually kills themselves with the god's bane, breaking the cycle and falling to the earth with their pawn. Upon landing, the pawn awakens on the beach of Casadis inside the Arisen's body, the dragon's curse on the world reverted, and their beloved approaching them from the shore. Credits. It's like a lot. New game plus. Um. Nah, it's the end of the summer. Oh. So, <laughs> oh, I had to leave out a lot. But there's still, though. Because. I didn't, that didn't have a, oh, I never connected the dots with all that. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot in there that I had to skip over because this is an RPG and there is a lot of just extra it, stuff. Be like trying to do like a Skyrim. Well, it's not, like it's just like well, Skyrim's not a summary. Like a uh, Skyrim's not an RPG. Like a um, like Fallout New Vegas. Trying to summarize that would be fucking impossible. Yeah, and and this is really a case of like this is just like the main plot and like every there's a lot of other stuff, but that's really what you need to know. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious how far through. <laughs> I got to the false ending. Right, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. I was like, no, it's ex- I'm done. That's exactly what I did. Yeah, a lot of people play this game. They'll beat the dragon. They'll get up to the, the Everfall, which is kind of presented as this kind of just like, oh, if you just want to fuck around and fight a lot of, and just like fight a lot of bosses, then here's a bunch of randomly generated dungeons you can fuck around in, in the Everfall. Um, but if you actually do, if you do some quests and you actually... Do, do a bit of searching. You help the lost pawns that you normally just like, yeah, whatever, pawns, don't care. Um, then, yeah, it just gets a bit buck wild. Are we going to loop back to the whole pawns thing? Because there's a lot going on there that I find very interesting. So, from a mechanical perspective and a story perspective, they're quite interesting. I want to quickly go over a few things that will kind of fill in some holes and maybe explain a bit more about this world. Yeah. Um, so, some of the alternate choices that you can make in this game so one of them being whether you take the dragon's bargain um another one being whether you decide to fight the seneschal or not um they lead to they lead to game overs so if you make that choice the game is like nah that's not what you're meant to do okay but they still where does that come from design like does that what it does is it it's really a case of like canonically this is not what your character does Uh, okay but what it the interesting thing is, is that a lot of the world is explained through these like game over cutscenes. So one of them, and kind of like the obvious one, is that if you take the um, if you take the dragon's bargain, where he kills your beloved. So your beloved is 
we'll get to that in a little bit if you mm-hmm. kill your beloved who will just be one of the characters in the game yeah then you're presented with a cutscene with your character on the throne in grand Sauron as the new duke and that's literally it game over and that is like it, that on its own you're just like yeah you know you take the bug and you become the king that's what the duke did the dragon tells you that you know it's that revelation is like yeah okay whatever um but that's kind of interesting because you're like all right if someone takes yeah. the bargain then they become makes sense they become they become the duke with you um the other main choice comes from um the seneschal so when he gives you the option of, oh you can turn back go back to your life just relax out with your beloved um just fucking chill out dude. just fucking chill out for a bit um if you make that choice then if you you get back you go back to casadas everything's fine it's all peachy and you know if you try to leave the town it just plays a cutscene it's like everything's fine game over you're like okay okay uh, so what is it condition i guess it's conditioning you to kind of be like oh, you you have well it, it's it, it it continues with the story but you have to it's like no 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 this is don't we'll show you what happens but like don't don't do that don't, hey, don't do hey that. guy don't worry about it um here's here's a trophy go back do the other option mm-hmm. um the interesting one and this i i did this accidentally because i am bad at video games oh uh, but guilty also but i i died to the seneschal in the fight and I was like, oh, you can actually die to him. I was like, that's kind of weird. He did this, like, really dumb explosion and took on my health. And I was like, oh, I died. Oh, my God, that's probably fine. Um, was it a whole canon thing where, like, something happened? <laughs> well, no, like, you're not meant to die, but I died. And then, like, this cutscene plays where my character dies and she kind of falls out of the sky. Played a female because it's the best way to play the game. Um, and then as she's falling, she turns into a dragon, flies a lot, flies off. And it tax Casadas. <laughs> Fuck off. And I was like, oh. Dude. I was like, what the fuck? It's like, so you're telling me that this world that you're in, where a dragon attacks a town, takes someone's heart, that person then goes, kills the dragon, or becomes the Duke, in which case someone else becomes the Arisen kills the dragon but either way either way always. the dragon eventually dies and they will eventually fall down the everfall go into this alternate plane of existence and some of them because i don't know if i pointed this out but the the seneschal is savan from mm-hmm. the prologue who we see the, the the most you see of him is him going to the dragon then you don't see what he does but i guess from this it's implied that he kills the dragon and becomes the seneschal Okay, with you. So, so there's the, there's all these paths of like this is where different like this is where different choices take you. You know, if you if you make it to the seneschal and you die, you become the dragon that then creates another arisen, and they may go through kill you because you are presu- the dragon. Presumably, the th- the things that always happen are a dragon attacks the town. A dragon attacks the town. Takes a heart and makes an arisen. Takes a heart, and that arisen either becomes the duke of this place, yeah, or kills the dragon Yo, and becomes... this is so japanese dude this is like some oh Dark yeah Soul shit like... you know and like the best part is that if you if you then go into new game plus and you replay the game all over again the savan isn't the seneschal anymore your previous character oh, is now the seneschal. dude that's so that, it tight just, it just loops what? around yeah that's dude that's fucking cool <laughs> i'm i fuck with that so hard that's mm. awesome okay yeah so it's interesting that like all these all this world building that they created is baked into these game over 
scenarios because they they really want you to have you know the quote unquote full experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess kind of tying into this is the fact that the world that the game is in is so like well lived in. Like I don't know if you know this when you played, but Grand Sorin, this like major capital city, is just like three districts surrounded by just like rubble. Yeah, I, I, one of the things I picked up when I was playing it at least was that, and it's hard to do in video games too because it, the sort of, um, games as a medium, it, like you have the opportunity to communicate so much through environmental storytelling, right? Um, either really well or not. If you don't do it at all, it, it doesn't necessarily detract from it, but it makes the world feel less real. And I think that one of the things Dragon's Dogma does really well is that when I'm in those towns and in the cities and like even traversing, like trying yeah. to get somewhere before nightfall or whatever, like it never feels, there's never a sense where I'm like, Oh, this feels like a bit of a game. I'm right. like, Oh, this is like a world that's been lived in that I happen to be playing a game in. Yeah. I, I think I got the same impression from the city where I was like, Oh, history has happened here. I just happen to be you currently to be here. passing through. Yeah. Even like, you know, there's, there's like a series of escort quests that you can take, which is literally just, you'll you'll escort a soldier just like across the map to like this beach on the edge of the continent and they'll just stand there look out to the ocean for a bit and then they'll be like thanks and you're like what are you doing and he's just like i just wanted to come here you're like that's fucking weird dude he's like i just wanted to be here and it's like it's so non like like not important that's like what a a normal person would say yeah he's just like i just want to go to this beach because i like it but also there's a lot of monsters can you escort me there and you're just like sure if you give me like some money and he's like yeah absolutely that's so charming too because it's like i mean one of the things that we talk about often with games is like or with media in general is missing that human thing yeah where it's like that little tweak of like that makes it feel real where it's like yeah i just really like this beach that's not a like you can't write that. Other games developers would be like, no, no, no. Yeah. It needs to be a, a, a like a motivation here that's complex <laughs> and interesting and exciting. It's like, nah, dude just fucking likes the beach. Yeah, even um the character of Mercedes, who's this, she's she's a sort of like a like a general or like a captain from an army of like a neighboring kind of province, kingdom, mm-hmm. whatever. And she's sort of been like she's been sent over to be like a to sort of lead in the effort against the dragon basically but you eventually find out that she's really only been sent over as just like a token ally right because most of the other neighboring um kingdoms are like so kind of like weirded out and kind of just like grancis is a bit wonky like their <laughs> duke's been alive for a long fucking time like mind you the yeah because the duke is immortal because he's technically like, in arisen after a while that becomes like a thing yeah they just talk like, about we don't really like this but we're just gonna send mercedes yeah go and she has like a whole like arc where she's just like what the fuck am i doing like you know no one respects me like for one she's like one of the only female characters in the game there's a lot of yikes about that so it's yeah. like you're she well she has like this whole like arc where it's just like i'm just like a token like no one treats me which is interesting given the relationship that you have with the pawns i think there's a like some there's some parallels in this game that i find really fascinating with that where yeah so the 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 pawns are these they're they're human so mechanically they serve as like party members they yeah, serve they're, as they're the equivalent of like companions in like a um, dragon age and there's like a cool like multiplayer system where you have your one your one pawn so you and your pawn um and you can customize them and you can give them gear and you can give them um 
you can like level them up and you can choose what skills they have um but then you have two other slots which can be filled with other people's pawns like other people and other parts of the world it's a video game um so you kind of have this thing where you build a team with your two guys and then you you rent basically you hire two others um and the idea is that the arisen as a person like these these pawns they don't have any will they don't like decide to do anything they just like stand around and wait but the arisen is like can command them sort of you know they can can have them as allies yeah um and it sort of it grants them like will and like a heart and like things like that yeah. yada 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 it's all a bit weird and gross but long story yeah. short mechanically it's just like we just need an excuse for you to boss three other people around without them questioning but i, I think i don't know but world building wise it has a, or like even i don't know th- story wise they do play a role in sort of the whole seneschal kind of alternate reality looping reality especially in the sense yeah. where when you're um when you fall from the sky at the end of the game and then suddenly it's it's interesting how they do it but it's yeah it's they they really show that your pawn is now inside your arisen's body through various techniques it's quite clever yeah. um and it's interesting that yeah it's sort of this idea of just like oh you've granted this pawn like a heart and a life and then they go forth and do their thing i guess like it, there's something to that idea of uh, when you're giving some when you're giving something agency that previously didn't have it or didn't want it that's an interesting like that's different than like what mercedes goes through which is like she already has all those things and then she has to grapple with the fact she doesn't really have any of them yeah and i think there's a cool parallel there with her kind of narrative of her kind of becoming disillusioned with the situation and then kind of having to take matters into her own hand versus the pawns who kind of do whatever you say and then it's only when like you complete your journey that one of them get like one of them gets to become their own thing yeah there's there's something to that that's kind of um i don't know like we talk about like thematic mirroring and stuff sometimes but (laughs) For me, at least, like, in a game sense, that stuff can be hard to stick in a landing perspective because you're relying on, as you said, if you haven't finished it and played it as, like, got to New Game Plus, you don't realize that's what's happening. Yeah. And that's kind of where... That's why when when I talk about... I'm, I'm going to try and stop talking about Dark Souls, but that's why when <laughs> I talk about Dark Souls, and particularly Dark Souls 2, it's different than every other game that exists because if you spend the time and you go through and you, like... Okay, so there's, there's an item in Dark Souls 2, New Game Plus, 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 a New Game... <laughs> sorry, New Game Plus, 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 New Game Plus 5. Count the pluses. New Game Plus 5. Five that pluses. The, the, the further into New Game Plus you get, the more close to Primordial Souls the drops become. Right. So, like, you kill a boss. Wait, it doesn't... I don't want to get to it. second. The roots, whatever. The point I'm trying to make is that there is, there is a thing in New Game 5 Plus that is inaccessible to everyone else who doesn't get there. That tells you so much about the story that you didn't need to know to have, find the game fun or find the world building engaging. Right. But when you get there, you're like, oh, okay. I understand so much more now. And I feel like that's what Dragon's Dogma <laughs> is doing. If you kept playing that cycle again and again, you would start to understand the thematic overtures. Yeah. You know? so, so that's really interesting you talk about Dark Souls because I also have the words Dark Souls written in my notes. Um, this- Wait, ladies and gentlemen, this is an AFA first. David and Ben talking about Dark Souls about together. Dark Souls again. Not forcing it. What, um, what's, what, is that a good segue? Well, what? so this, you've, you've played this game. This game has such a strong emphasis on being prepared. Not, it's kind of different to Dark Souls where Dark Souls is just like, it's hard. This no, is this a, is like, you need to plan your journey. Yeah, the, the, you know, you'll, you know where you, where you are, where you need to go. You'll get 
little you can walk around the world and learn things about like little tidbits or like where should i go what's the best way to get to this place um your pawns will learn things about how the best way to fight different monsters when your pawn it goes off and helps someone else or if another player rents your pawn and then they come back they can come back with knowledge that you haven't done of things you haven't done yet mm-hmm. so you you know if you start a quest one of your pawns might be like i know the way let's go this way and then they'll actually lead you so this game very much it wants you to always be prepared it always wants you to kind of think ahead and you know use the resources that it gives you to sort of overcome different challenges and, that- there's, and there's always there's rules in the world where you know like don't be out at night time because you'll die um make sure you've got curatives for certain elements or you'll die um you'll spend a lot take on tough enemies or you'll you'll die die 15 hours of the game are you mostly dying a lot yeah and you'll just be like "Ah, what the hell and but but i think the thing is you you know it's because you didn't prepare like the game is very good at the first few times when i died from like getting a dumb disease or like not bringing enough like you know like not getting not getting back to the city early enough like in the evening i was like oh that was my fault i fucked up yeah you know, and you'll, you, there's, there'll be, like, roaming high-level monsters that'll just, like, land and fuck you up. And you're meant to run. Like, you're meant to just book it. But any anyone, like, most people who play video games will be like, God, it's a boss battle. I'm going to take on the boss battle. And you'll die. This game is like, no, fucking run, dude. game's like, no, get the fuck out dude, of there. you've got to get out of there, man. Um, that thing's going to kill you. Yeah, even yeah. to the point where the, the way your pawn works is that they'll kind of learn different traits of, like, battling and things like that based on what you do. So if you try to take on all these really tough fights when someone rents your pawn they'll also be like that griffin i'm gonna fuck that griffin up and they'll be like no don't fuck the griffin up they're like i'm gonna fuck up the griffin. Like, no. <laughs> and people will be like your pawn just kept running to their death i hate it zero out of ten and you're just like oh i should probably start teaching my pawn some good habits like right. don't fight the griffin it's difficult which do you think that because okay when we talk about absolver not to Sidetrack is too much. <laughs> when we talk about Absolver, they had that asynchronous multiplayer thing where you didn't know that the NPCs were multiplayer. Right. Were other people. This is kind of that, except that uh, it's like train. Not Absolver. Um, uh, not Absolver. Um, the other one. Ashen. Ashen. Uh, Ashen, beg your pardon. Uh, well, there's the asynchronous multiplayer where you don't know that NPCs are players. Yeah. Um, this is kind of that, except you don't know how an NPC is, or you don't know how your pawns are going to behave because you don't know how someone else played Someone else game. played, yeah. Um, and you can kind of, you can... You know, people will kind of like, I guess, like meta game their pawns. They'll they'll teach them to act a certain way because that's what people find quote unquote most useful. Mm-hmm. But like in general, like just that natural way of learning. Like I will, you know, when I played the game for the first time, I sort of I would have. I think I probably had like ten. I probably rented about ten sets of other people's pawns throughout my first playthrough. And it was the kind of thing where like, you know, there was some. You know, I'd, I'd have, like, two others, and one of them I'd be like, you're awesome. The other one I'd be like, you're fucking useless. And it's just, you know, they're the same level, they're different classes, but they, they fit the roles that I want, but they just act in a certain way where I'm just like, you're a useless piece of garbage. Mm. I'm going to get rid of you. I'm going to keep you because you're cool. Train falling, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's... So, I want to get into sort of why I want to ruin your thoughts on why this game's like Dark Yay. Souls. So... We talked about a lot about how this game is kind of like Dark Souls. It's really difficult. Uh, it's like really hard. You, you die a lot. Well, it's um, not what I was talking about, but yeah, sure. So, I this this happened to me when I played this game. So I I put I picked this game up on the Switch because I was like, hell yeah, it's on the Switch. So I played it on PC and I played it through to what I thought was the end of the game. Um, and this one I was like very much I was like, all right, I'm gonna get through the end. I'm gonna I'm gonna start new game plus. Um, 
New Game Plus is a completely different game. Okay. So the game's really like when you're when you're playing game for the first time and you're in, you're in a new save um, and if you don't really know what you're doing, the game is difficult. Like it's hard. Like it doesn't hold your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of like weird mechanics and even like you know if you don't know what quests you should do quests can just like disappear or they can like fail really easily and you're like oh can i like do the quest again they're like no you're gonna have to play through the whole game come back (laughs) and you're like okay um like there's a lot of instances like that but new game plus is a goddamn joke so let me just let me just roll some things past you about what new game plus is okay difficulty is unchanged the game does not get any more difficult. It okay. just starts again. Um, yet, the player maintains all progress towards their level, their vocation, their gear. Additionally, any gear that you are wearing when you kill the dragon in your previous run-through gets what's called dragon forged, which is basically the highest level of um, enhancement that the gear can take, okay. except for the DLC. But So, once you beat the dragon... You're basically wearing wearing just like this insane gear. And the game's just like New Game Plus, sure, we'll just take you with that insane gear and we'll plunk you in level one areas. And you're like, this is easy. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't hard. On top of that, any port crystals you have, so port crystals are the game's sort of fast travel, but you you place them down as a player. Yeah. Any port crystals that you placed in your previous run stay there when you come into New Game Plus. So you know those quests where it's just like you have to travel across the whole map yep. to to do this one you thing and then zip. come all the way back. If you if you know what's going on and you're like that quest was a fuck around, if you run over there in your new in your current game, you put a port crystal down, you go to new game plus, and they're just like, God, it'll be pretty hard to get all the way over there. I'm like, no, I'll just fucking whoop, zip over there. Is that does that work for you thematically? Because I guess if you're the pawn who's been trained and gone through all that, ex- you know. Well, for me, what I really started to realize is that that once you hit that new game plus, the game stops being Dark Souls and becomes Monster Hunter, <laughs> where oh, no. you're not you're going <laughs> 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 fucking Capcom. <laughs> I, I don't look, I don't hate it, <laughs> but it definitely changes tack. Where now yeah. instead of now you're it, an anime god. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. instead of the game being this like track where you have to like maintain. You know, you have to maintain your curatives and you have to, you know, you have to stock up on things and you have to, you know, you have to, you have to make sure your gear is all in check and stuff. Now it's just like you're this goddamn beefy, insanely powerful character just blowing through everything. And the thing is, no one reacts differently. Everyone's just like, hey, could you please help me out making this cupcake? And you're just like this ironclad monstrosity. You're just like... Yes! I will make your cupcake! Well, even on top of that, like, when you play the game through a second time, you have an idea of just like, all right, these quests are important, these quests I don't have to worry about. One of the most important quests in the game is escorting this little girl around Grand Sorin, because if she likes you enough at the end of it, she'll give you a golden idol, which is one of the most important items in the game. And if you don't do it at the right time, that item disappears. So when you're playing through the game and you game plus, you're like, all right, I gotta, I gotta escort this girl. I gotta not fuck it up. You're wearing this like fucking chunky armor walking what? around. The- <laughs> yeah. And then on top of it, if you think about it, you can then go and fight the dragon again, which means you can dragon forge a set of set, a second set of gear. And you can just give that to your pawn. Suddenly, new game plus plus, you and your pawn are these giant monstrosities what? walking around. Uh- so. 
the the game is and so part of this is also the fact that the the ever fall when it's you know it's full of like oh it's all these full of these boss monsters and there's all these like dungeons you can go through that's like the end game mm-hmm. like that's like you can you know like fighting these bosses is what you're actually like meant to be doing mm-hmm. um there's also like another dragon you can fight which is like a whole another fucking thing but it becomes this thing where like you know when you it's like the complete opposite of Dark Souls, where like in that game you finish the game, you're like, all right, new game plus. We're gonna do, you know, it's like the same the same thing, but now there's a twist because it's really hard and it's really different. It's really interesting. In this game, it's just like, hey, you want to do that again? That was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> I kind of don't hate it. <laughs> well, it's really funny. So I played through the get when I played on the Switch. My first playthrough took, I'm gonna say twenty hours. My second playthrough took like three. <laughs> I got up to the dragon Amazing. and I was wearing like dragon armor. I was wearing armor you get from killing like, the dragon. I'm good with you, dude. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to fuck you up. And like in my first playthrough, I was like, it was this really hard fight. And me and my pawns, it was like neck and neck the whole time. And this time I just like grabbed my sword. And I just jumped and Ooh. swung a bit and he died in like a minute. And I was just like, well, that was easy. And then I dragon forged my armor. I gave it to my pawn. I... <laughs> Don't know how I feel about that. Well, for me, it's it's such a case of I've you know there's a lot of games out there which kind of exist in this weird space where they'll they'll have like a story and they'll have missions, but really the the point of the game is to just grind it all out. Yeah. So stuff like Destiny or like Anthem or like uh oh the Division. Yeah. Like that's such like a rich world, but you're just kind of running through it for good gear. This to me manages to hit both being like this very in-depth and difficult and like treacherous and hard and engaging experience but then when you get through it the game just opens up and says hey you want to fuck around for a bit (laughs) i like that yeah (laughs) you know there's there's videos of people where they there's this one there's this one quest where you gotta hunt a griffin and normally what you do is you, you you go out to this place and you put down some bait and the griffin comes, comes down, you fight it for a bit and you wound it and it flies off to this other place. So then you track it down, you chase it when it's wounded, when it's like nesting and then you, you kill it when it's nesting and it's like, oh my God, that was insane. And then you get to New Game Plus and it's like, all right, you run out there, you put the bait down and you stand there charging your heavy attack and the moment the griffin lands, you just let it loose and you one hit the griffin. You're like, done. done. Griffin hunt done. Like it's just... Huh. It's it, in that kind of thing where it's just like we have all these crazy mechanics and all these like in-depth systems and it's like you know when you're playing the game for the first time that causes this thing where you're just like you don't really know what's going on but it's like you're learning and you're like experiencing things you're like oh that's really cool this is really interesting but then when it's just like yeah you finish the game now you can just like do it again it's just like oh I know how to cheese this <laughs> is that that's so weird though isn't it because for an RPG that when you play it the first time feels so Tactile. Like gritty, yeah. It's interesting when you strip back those. Li- I think I think what's interesting about that is it reveals what doesn't work about other RPGs. <laughs> well, I think it it's it's a weird it's a weird way to do New Game Plus. Normally, when people talk about what New Game Plus is, it's like you know, it's like okay, you 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 keep your progression, but everything's really hard now. Like the game gets so difficult. Whereas this is the complete opposite, where it's just like. You know what? You've done your time. You've done the hard stuff. Hey, man. You've done the hard stuff. You know here's what? Here's some cool armor, just, dude. some cool shit. You go gonna, fuck around for a bit. Go fuck him up, man. Yeah. If you want to do the dragon again, sure. Go Be for my it. guess. You can do it as much as you Three want. Three hits, dude. Yeah. I. That's fucking fascinating. It's this game is so weird. <laughs> it's just, it's completely bonkers. And and I think the funny thing is, is that when you, 
even like the story works to some degree where you know when you when you defeat the dragon you're like hooray i did it i beat the dragon but there's that whole layer of just like oh you thought the dragon was a boss how about the fucking how about god how about a god yeah how about how you feel about that and you're like i don't know you're like what the fuck but you know you play new game plus enough times and he just becomes another thing that you do Hmm. this like killing the seneschal is just like i just want to do new game plus all right let's just like let's go to the seneschal yeah we'll kill him yeah whatever i stab myself in the heart yeah fall down yeah whatever all right cool new game plus Mm -hmm. like it's this weird thing where it's just like it becomes just like a process Mm -hmm. it's not like a big like mysterious moment Mm -hmm. of the game it's just like here's just here's just how you get to new game plus you just gotta become a god and then kill yourself (sighs) yeah while you're a god that's know. how you that's how you do new game plus yeah i'm sure there's something in that like <laughs> philosophically but i don't know like but i'm not a, i'm not david so i don't bring anything yeah, philosophical it, to the table it, i don't know <laughs> I, I think it's probably like an interesting mirror of like when i mean we talk we've talked before about competence and things like that and one of the things that um that they talk about in eastern philosophy is that idea of transitioning from um not knowing how much you don't know to becoming a master right there's the four key stages. So there's unconscious incompetence where you don't know how bad you are. Conscious. There's conscious incompetence yeah. where you know how bad you are and you've just started learning. You know how much you have to go. There's unconscious confidence. No. Then there's conscious competence. Conscious confidence. Wait. Conscious competence where you have to actively work to be good, and that's the, the, the oh, okay. that that jump between uncon sorry between conscious incompetence and conscious. Competence Confidence. is when most people drop out. So right. That's when you go from you've just suddenly realized how much you have to learn to suddenly now when I work really, 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 really hard, I'm pretty okay. Mm. That jump is when most people, they, they quit activities, whatever it is, whether it's like learning the piano or the guitar or writing or making video games or making software or, or running or whatever the thing is you're doing. That's <coughs> oh, when most God, people running, stop. Don't remind me. Um, that's when most people stop, right? <laughs> That's where I stopped. The final stage is unconscious competence, where you are so good at something that you can just do it. Right. So, like, that's kind of where I'm at with, like, the show that we make. That's, like, the 10,000 hours. That's the 10,000 hours. We've been this for four and a half years. You can give me a film. Jesus Christ. You can give me a a film and, like, 30 minutes, and I can do the research, and I can get you a script that's profound. I talked someone's ear off on Discord because they they had the goal to mention John Wick 3. And I was just, they were just like, oh, they were just like, oh, what did you think about this? I was like, well, I thought it was really interesting. There's <laughs> yeah. these paragraphs, they're just like, oh, I just like the shooting and the guns. And I was like, like yeah, oh, fair enough. Read that room wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I, I think that maybe speaks to that where there's, there's an interesting mirror there where it's like, okay, we well, start as like you're doing the hard stuff and then it's a bit easier and then it's a bit easier and then you're a god. And then it's just like, it's just, and, it's a joke. Yeah. And it gets to a threshold where like when you're a god, even though you still love it, it's not as fulfilling. Right. And there's something deeply, like, existential about that in a video game to be able to communicate that. Like, it's not like what... I I guess the equivalent is, like, when you watch someone that's, like, a Halo whiz, like, people that are really good at Halo, they're in a match getting, like, you know, that's just streaking together kills and, like, headshotting people doing all kinds of cool stuff that you can't imagine doing. But at a certain point, they're not even thinking, they're just doing it. And I feel like it's different with something like Dragon's Dogma because even though you can just do it, it's also just that you have done it. There's, it's a it's a different kind of equation, but I think it mirrors that in an interesting way for games where I think sometimes with games, if you play them for long enough, you lose your interest because you do become, or your character gets too strong, like you become yeah. too competent, they get too strong. And maybe that, maybe that's why people gravitate or certain people like us, I guess, or certain parts of the internet gravitate toward those games that don't reward that. They go, oh, you've, you got this far, let's make it harder. Yeah, well, I think that this like... To, to yeah 
Yeah, no, I won't get into it. We're running out of time. Okay, you, I, mean, I was assuming you were going to wrap up. I could, I, there, I could keep going, to be honest. We can, but... go, we can talk about it in the post show if you want. Uh, maybe a part two. Okay, well, uh, we might do a part two. Actually, yeah. we'll probably come back to this game at some yeah. point anyway. Because um, I, I probably want well, to play they, it. Well, there probably will be a second one coming out. Like, okay. as much as this is a cult game, there are murmurs we're going to get a but sequel. they a minute, haven't they? So, yeah. I'll keep we're, it um, we may, well, there will be a part two when the second game comes if, out. If dog bless. Um, yep. Do you have any recommendations for this week? Oh, shit. This is like the one thing I forgot to do. <laughs> did uh, everything else? I did everything else. I don't know, I've been playing like more VR, I guess. Yeah. I think Beat Saber literally just came out version 1.0. Oh. So like that's pretty significant. Yeah, that's like that. Um, yeah, I think me and Adam are going to be playing uh, Windlands 2. Okay. which is this crazy platformer video game VR okay. thing. He all may right. film it, he may not, I don't know, not, all right, all right, not all right. making Adam do anything. What have you got? Uh, wow, <laughs> you are so bad at this. You are so bad at this. I Holy cannot wait for you to take back My the reins. My goodness. I was like, I'll see how long Ben goes without flailing. It was 30 seconds. Yep. Um, uh, this week, I what have I been checking out? Um. Uh, I've, I've, uh, Lindsay Ellis has a new video out. It's about uh, how Disney <coughs> fucked over Robin Williams with Aladdin. I did watch. It's really interesting. Was that Lindsay Ellis? Yeah, I think so. No, it wasn't. I'm pretty sure it, it was. wasn't. Was that the one that Adam sent you? No, it wasn't. Because there was another. Was it Lindsay? It wasn't Lindsay Ellis. I, he might have sent you something else. Um, I, I definitely was... watched a video about how Robin Williams got fucked over. I don't think it was Lindsay Ellis. Pretty it may have been. Bear with. Um, was- Unless, like, six YouTubers... Do- well, two. It's currently, like, in the media cycle, but it was that one by Lindsay Ellis. That thumbnail. Oh, was that... Oh, maybe I watched a different one. Could've I definitely been. watched a... What's- maybe I just... I'm just so used to her voice. It's just it like- just sounds like white noise. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just, like, generic... Not generic. I'm sorry, Lindsay Ellis. You're fantastic. You don't watch this anyway. Um, um, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's great. Uh, I checked that out. Uh, otherwise, I've really had time for media. Um... I've been, what have I been listening to? I've been doing a lot of music. Mostly like, kind of, I've been getting like some weird like hip hop wells in Australia. Oh, I've yeah. like a lot of Omar Musa this week, Ooh. which I'm just like, it just, stuff bangs and it's like kind of, kind of introspective too, which is good. So I'm yeah. kind of getting into that. I think we're getting um, a new King Giz album soon. Ooh-wee. Another one. They're, they're apparently like 2017, bah, four albums in the year, bah. Coming at Fucking- you. Fucking they're like what album oh, this is gonna be album number two this year yeah, yeah. so that's I'm, I'm, it's gonna be a spicy very one. exciting uh, i'm still kicking logic's new album it's weird but i like it's it it's a weird one uh and then on top of that the other album i've been listening to is fuck i can't remember um it's something super oh kate nash i've been like bumping some kate nash so if you're looking for some, if you're looking for some existential music oh jeez get into kate nash um, otherwise, uh, if uh, no, that's not how it goes. Where can people find us? <laughs> Facebook at DCMWorks Social, YouTube, youtubecom slash DCMWorks, Twitter at DCM underscore works, Patreon, patreoncom DCMWorks. If you want to support us, our subscriptions start at three dollars a month. You get access to all kinds of behind the scenes and exclusive content. You also get access to our post show, which we're about to record. We do it every week after totally. the podcast, almost every week unless it's really late. Um, <laughs> where we kind of pick up our topics, we read comments, and we also answer Patreon questions. There's about sixty-five hours of additional content at the moment. We're building up a bank. Yeah. You also get access to the exclusive Spider-Man Ooh. Homecoming video essay. Oh, and an early look at an upcoming oh. video essay that I have. Oh, featuring. 
some pretty famous Australian hip hop artists. So Woo! check that out. Can't oh say anything else on this. God, stream, but David, <laughs> you know how it is. Oh um, my God, we out here making shit happen. So you can check that out. Starts with three dollars a month and uh, get access to all kinds of stuff, and also just helps us do what we do. Um, we've got a preview going up in about two weeks' time for probably the biggest project, video project I've done in a long time. Um, which you're you're involved with. I am involved in this one. A previous I do know what this one is. In about two weeks, so keep an eye out for that. Um, I think it's going to be either my magnum opus or the worst thing I've ever done. So keep one your, or the other. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Yeah. And then, uh, otherwise, if you're a Patreon, there's a video going up in a few weeks. <laughs> or or a magnum opus about the worst thing he's ever done. It, exactly. Or it the can... worst thing he's ever done about his magnum opus. We don't know yet. Depen- who's no? Who's, Depen- who's to say? Depends if I've grown and changed, yeah. doesn't it? Uh, and then also we've got an announcement coming up um, to do with that Adley, which we'll, we'll touch on on the Patreon and eventually do like it's just a, a lot. Do you just a so. lot happening. There's a lot of things going on. Over so. at patreon.com. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, but otherwise, if people wanted to follow us individually, I'm at DCM Hate Pie. I'm at Literal Citrus. We'll see you guys next week. Yep. We will. All right.